Now, she's not called the Green Queen for nothing, you know. Sonali Fagaz and her team spend night and day digging out news, views and sustainable features on a whole host of subjects from food, travel, fashion, beauty, fitness and health. So I've called her in to give us some hot tips on how to make more sustainable choices in the new year and we get an update on the findings from the Green Queen Trend Report for 2020 which reveals the top 15 eco-well news predictions for the year ahead. Let me welcome Sonali to the studio. Good afternoon to you. Hi, good afternoon. It's great to be here. It's so nice, nice to, to be back. Too. Happy 2020. Absolutely. And also, let me just tell you, if you are tuned in, you can actually go to our Facebook page and you can see Sonali live on Saudi Osmania on Radio 3 RTHK. Now, Sonali, did you have a good Christmas? A really lovely one with the family. Lovely. And I have done my research before you came in and I heard that you went on a, on a holiday. Um, everything was wonderful, but the food was a bit rubbish. It was. That's the short version. I was really lucky. I was a bit spoiled. Um, my mom took us on a little holiday, mostly because of her cherished grandson. He gets everything he wants, um, as he should. And we had a wonderful time, but it was a real... I couldn't help thinking about how shocking it is. And let's start with kids. That when you travel... Mm -hmm. or when you go to a restaurant or when you're anywhere that requires you to feed your child and you didn't bring stuff because my child eats regular food um the choice you have the is choices are limited. as i said in in my editor's yeah. letter uh, are a combination of mcdonald's pizza hut and kfc it's fried chicken fingers it's pizza Crazy. it's um hamburgers it's usually pasta with just something basic mm -hmm. like tomato sauce and you think to yourself is this what everyone thinks we feed children mm -hmm. and what is it saying about our society that this is what we w that we have to offer for you know the most important people yeah, in our world are lazy. the young generation and their growing brains absolutely lazy food that's what it is Seriously. that's a great term for it it's yes. just awful food i've seen and you know it's not something that has just happened it has been going on i think my kids are now like 26 and 28 and and I, I remember that wherever you went, it was just like pizza slices, chicken nuggets, and all this rubbish and French fries. And these kids, like, you can get nice carrots, you can get nice broccoli, and you can and, do and stuff. We've, the conversation around food has moved on and yeah. what children eat. I'm not saying that everybody needs to just be eating spirulina milkshakes, but, you know, there there is a middle ground mm -hmm. of food that's fun. And why does holiday mean fast food I, I don't understand that yeah. and i sort of why are we still there yeah but that fast food then stays in the kind of becomes a staple in the diet doesn't it that's absolutely where well, before that, it was a treat that you had once once in a while when you were just being a little you know mm, i know i think we're gonna have to devote a whole program to that because we could uh absolutely. we could just we could just nag our guts all about this one because i have a real bed bear you know a bugbear about this too because i just think kids should be introduced to all sorts of things and they should be um adventurous with their eating it's concerned but i mean it what it does is it cements that issue that yeah. you know i really always think about which is food is at the center of every conversation we Absolutely. need to be having about health and sustainability, sure. how it's grown, the impact of our food on the planet, um, what we're eating, what does it mean to eat for a healthy body and a healthy mind, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's it's symbolic. It's mm -hmm. not just the whole fast food and we need to change. It's, it's, it's basically, you know, 
what are we feeding our children and what are we feeding ourselves? Mm, mm, no, absolutely. You're absolutely right. And um, talking about food, which gets us right into the whole sustainable choices that we have in this year now. So what have you got for me? Well, um, I'm going to give you the the ones that, you know, what can you do on a daily basis? Buy secondhand, buy less stuff. Um, you know, uh, choose carefully with which brands you invest in, mm -hmm. uh, go single use plastic free, all of that's easy. Obviously, out of all the choices you can make on a daily basis, the biggest one, the biggest impact to your carbon footprint is actually not reducing past plastic. It is actually eating less meat and dairy. That is mm -hmm. the number one thing you can do as a consumer for the planet. Mm -hmm. However, this 2020, I want to take a bit of a different stance in terms of what you can do to make a difference, because I think while it's wonderful that we put so much onus on the consumer to make changes in their daily lives, um, the really big numbers start to shift when we convince corporations and governments mm. to change. Mm -hmm. So what I want everyone to think about this year it's is how them. you can use your voice and your, your decision making and your power as an employee or a consumer or a member to push corporations and uh, governments to make a difference. Whether that's in your local government, yeah. whether that's at work, whether that's companies you frequent, so any it can As be any in any sphere really. If you're you you could be just talking about basically, if you're working at a, a, a large multinational or whatever, and they've got a cafe and they've got you know restaurant facilities and stuff. Look at those things and Absolutely. try and get them to push. Have they removed to, plastic? Yeah. Are they making? Are they encouraging reusables? Do they have many vegetarian options? You know, mm. one of my favorite studies from last year was the Cambridge study that came out and showed that just having plant-based dishes on a menu mm -hmm. decreased meat and dairy orders by 40 to 80 percent. Yeah. So people are not necessarily always asking for it, but just having the options, they will make a more plant-based choice. So can you encourage your cafeteria, your, um, if you're a member of a club, their menu, if you go to a restaurant regularly, can you encourage them to get on the bandwagon and mm -hmm. have mm -hmm. more plant-based options? So how do we do that then? I mean, we can, we can rant and rave about it, but how do we actually get people to get out there and do these things? They well, just, it's just about raising awareness. We like we're are doing actually today. working on something in order to figure out how we at Green Queen can really push, help people make take that action mm -hmm. in a more kind of streamlined, consistent way. Um, as, a, as a consumer, as an employee, as a patron of restaurants, you have a voice. You can do it by email. You can do it on social media. You can do it in person, you know, mm -hmm. but changes are happening and no, the, absolutely the are. bigger they have the bigger the bigger these change the more these changes happen the more impact we have yeah. because when corporations change that's when we really see exactly. a difference that's right and i think actually um i would say it's funny because you know this is a conversation we were having earlier on I've, since i've been doing this program i've been doing it since november and stuff and i've had a number of guests on and you know just generally i can see a wave moving there that people are much more aware of this whole these issues Issues, they are much more aware of what they're eating. So it's just a, it's a drip drip thing, isn't it? It's, it's a drip drip it's, thing. It's this constant awareness. There is a cusp. And I think 2019, we really turned a corner. Yeah. I would say 2018 is where we really turned a corner in terms of awareness of plastic and the beginning of the rise of plant-based. But 2019 is when the climate crisis became mm -hmm. the dominant headline. Mm -hmm. And I think you'd be hard pressed to find uh, people coming on this program and not kind of mentioning it in some way. Yeah, yeah. Sustainability, climate change, area. climate crisis. It's, it's, it's part of the conversation. It's yeah. woven in, in a way that five years ago, 
it would not be at all. Yeah, we were so, just talking yesterday, actually, my guest on the studio was um, talking about the whole textile industry in terms of, you know, the, from the factory. It's almost like that whole blockchain thing in terms of the supply chain with, with clothes. Like, you go and buy your clothes, but do you ever question, like, where they're from or, or who's making them and how much it costs and things like that? So I suppose that is, it is happening. So, it is so happening. that brings up two of our yeah. 2020 trends. So good, well so done. Tell me um, a little bit about this trend so, report. You've so been doing it since we, Yes, we've been doing it since 2016. Yeah. Um, we are, we've been right on every single trend we've predicted. So very proud of that. And I think that's something that we're known for now. We, we know where the market is going. We look at data. We report on everything. So we really see the trends both globally from an Asian point of view and then just from a more local point of view. We really have our finger on the pulse here. Um, how, however, this year we were able to go deeper because uh, I have a bigger team. Mm -hmm. <laughs> more 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 woman power so Yay. we are able to uh so we have a report on every single trend rather than just kind of a a short paragraph on each and uh, this year our trends tend to be quite different from other people's trends because we're i think always pushing to really the next one and so going back to what you just mentioned two major trends we see so sustainable fashion is going to explode mm -hmm. uh 2019 it was setting up Mm -hmm. But as 2019 was to plant-based, 2020 will be to sustainable fashion. It will dominate consumption uh, conversations. Uh, and um, when we say sustainable fashion, for anyone who's listening in and thinking, mm, what do you mean by that? Like, oh, Great, great, actually great question. We should define. So sustainable fashion encompasses a whole load of things. But I think basically how your garment is made, what it's made of, and here's very key. And we actually singled this out to be a different, separate trend, which is end of life. Mm -hmm. And I don't think oh, this just absolutely. applies to fashion, but this applies going forward. I think what's happened with social media and the fact that all of us have this mini computer in our in our pocket or our handbag, um, it, it's really changed our ability to get transparency uh, and information from manufacturers and producers. Mm -hmm. So what that's done is it's created this kind of awareness about traceability. And people now are able to know more about how something was made and sure. not just how it was made, but what material it was made from and how that material was grown or produced or, or harvested or whatever. And then the other side of the coin, which is what happens after? Mm -hmm. What's the end of life? How is your product discarded? And can it be discarded in a way that isn't harmful to the environment? Mm -hmm. And that conversation is going to be so important mm, starting this yeah. year. Okay, so um, that's a textile. That's one of those areas that we're mm -hmm. looking at. And you mentioned two. That was the other. There was another one too that you were really discussed. So the discussed. explosion of sustainable fashion. Yeah. So yeah. it really is just going to be mass. I think uh, you are going to see already H and M and Zara have started uh, with announcements last year. But but these big fashion conglomerates who exemplify this mm. kind of wasteful mm -hmm. uh, trend of fast fashion are going to really have to contend with what how do they go forward what does it mean and sustainable fashion are we talking about recycled and upcycled you know companies that use dead stock to create sure. new clothes or or ocean waste to create fibers sure. or are we talking about just sustainable materials and there is a lot of controversy on what that is mm -hmm. are we talking about organic which some people are pro and some people are against obviously organic decreases pesticides but organic cotton still requires a lot of water which mm -hmm. some activists would say no and then you've got bamboo bamboo has really so it really taken is off. there's lots of little, little subheadings here in terms of exactly what we mean by sustainable absolutely and, it's and, a blanket term that does uh, 
you know, the thing is, sometimes not. I suppose lots of consumers who are there, whether it's um, sustainable textiles or whether it's food or whatever, I think the one thing that many consumers perhaps get a little bit worried about is that, you know, the the cost of that, to the cost of buying something which is kind of organic or, you know, you know the supply chain is going to come back to them. It's going to be more expensive for them. Is that a, is that a situation then? I think that had we been talking two years ago, I would be hearing that a lot more, mm-hmm. but I'm hearing that a lot less. Of course, we need to work towards a, ro- a world where making conscious choices for our health and the planet's health are not expensive, yeah. okay, or more expensive than the alternative. Sure. At the moment right now, these are te- usually a little bit more expensive, but that's not always true. Buying secondhand clothes is not yeah, more expensive, yeah, no, it's absolutely. cheaper. And I think what's really changed in the last couple of years is the awareness of consumers and just globally that everyone has of the cost of the fast good mm-hmm. to our planet and our mm-hmm. health. Absolutely. And so people are willing to buy less, buy quality, buy conscious. Yeah. I think I've I think seen it's a getting shift. Into it the will habit. change. Yeah, it is just getting into those good habits. Okay, so what else have you got on your sort of um, 15 points here? Obviously, we've discussed a couple of them. What else is big? What's trending? So, one obviously one of my favorites is going to be uh, we're really going to see the plant-based thing go mass. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean not just that more people are going to be talking about it, but you're going to have options that are cheaper and more sure. accessible. Sure. And I think here we have to mention our friends at Green Monday and Green Common mm-hmm. who have done an incredible job of offering people plant-based choices that are accessible and affordable. And tasty. And of course, yeah, tasty, you're right, and attractive and well-packaged. Yeah. So they, you can now get Omnipork their plant-based uh, pork alternative at Farrowood. Mm. The price for the dish is between yes, 38 and 42. That's right. Now, this is that's groundbreaking. Okay, yeah. this is an accessible, affordable, and this is what I love about David Young and his whole team. Um, you know, bless their hearts. They really meet people where they are. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see a lot more of that. In Good. the UK, you can already see that with launches in supermarket lines yeah, all the time. I mean, Tesco has over 600 uh, vegan products. So, yeah. I mean, that's just telling you what you um, what is happening in terms of in the UK. In the US, you see a lot more fast food chains uh, connecting with people mm-hmm. like Beyond Meat and Impossible so Foods happening. and launching it's things. It's certainly happening, isn't it? So I can only see it increasing. I mean, it, there's a nice momentum going on there Absolutely. at the moment, isn't there? It, it's happening. Um, on the complete other side of things, one of my favorite trends is the diversity and inclusion across beauty and fashion. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. think as... <laughs> huh? Absolutely. I, was, yes. <laughs> I think women like us, uh, if, if I may say so, we have not always seen ourselves represented Mm. um, on posters, in advertisements, uh, in products, in sizing, um, in color schemes. And I think that is a complete shift here Mm -hmm. in order to be a brand that really is going to be, you know, part of the zeitgeist, you need to be appealing to everyone, Mm -hmm. all types of ethnicities, all types of sizes, all types of 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 kind of lifestyles, all types of everything, mm. and that's a really exciting one yeah, for no, me. Yeah, that's fantastic, and I and I can see that happening. It's interesting because I've had a couple of guests on my program recently, and we were talking about this whole subject. But that's but that's good. That's great. And you've also got other things here. Let me just leave. I've kind of noted down a few things. The whole thing about um, clean, safe air is also on there, isn't it? Right. So I'm a big believer that 
clean air is going to become, you know, there's going to be like a gold rush. There's going to be a clean air rush. There are fewer and fewer places in the world where we can enjoy safe, clean, non-polluted fresh air that is mm. not just clean but but kind of healthy uh, I think it isn't a surprise to anyone that New Zealand has become the place for tech billionaires to uh, purchase large estates where they can escape to should things go go wrong mm. across the world but that being said with the Australian fires you know we uh, New Zealanders were were seeing the effects of Absolutely. even in their country. That's so right. that just shows you New Zealand is seen as this kind of really special place that is pristine, but they were affected by the Australian fires. And mm. what do fires do? They really, they mess up the air. Mm. Here in Hong Kong, we face, you know, uh, depending on who you ask, you know, gr worsening or bettering levels of air pollution. Um, obviously, our, our neighbor, China, it's, it's, huge amounts yeah, of yeah. of problems. I mean, they are now only seeing the effects, the long-term effects on population health with regards to having been exposed to those levels of contaminants in the air. So it is going to become, there is going to be this sort of, where can I find clean air? Mm -hmm. I mean, I do think that in the future, we will be looking at biodomes mm -hmm. uh, where people mm -hmm. are living yeah, in kind of artificial, protected, uh, protected safe right. air environments. I don't think we're there yet, but I think we will, we will be going towards that. And I think it will be exacerbated by inequality. Mm -hmm. So, you know, richer, more wealthier populations will mm -hmm. have access to clean air yeah, and to a second degree clean water in a way that uh, the less uh, yeah, less this is where we, we need much more kind of a balance of things where everyone should be able to access some of these things, really. Right. But I think clean air is no longer something that is a yeah, given, sure, is what I'm trying to say. Sure, absolutely. And um, you've also got a, a trend in terms of personalization of food. That's an interesting one. Yes, yeah. that is driven a lot, of course, by the ultra food tech companies. But basically, two two things have converged. And one is tech, the the food tech aspect, and just the fact that we now have three D printers that are able to print food <laughs> according to certain um, uh, criteria. And then the other thing that's really happened is we have a much deeper understanding of the fact of our the the individuality of our microbiome, which mm -hmm. is in our gut. Mm -hmm. And essentially, you and I will absolutely not respond to food the same way. There mm -hmm. was a landmark Israeli study from a few years ago, and, and the same Israelis are, are now working on the solution. But basically what it showed is one person could eat ice cream and yeah. lose weight. Another person could eat ice cream and gain weight. Another, a third person <laughs> could eat ice cream and have yeah, no so effect. We're all very unique. You we see, are so all very unique. And so this idea that we would all be following a similar diet is sure. just completely ridiculous. That's and so those two trends have converged to create this personalization of food. And mm -hmm. we already see this on a micro scale with meal delivery that is being personalized to, you know, you take a few tests, mm -hmm. maybe you do a DNA yeah, test, and then you, you do a, a um, uh, you What's get a meal plan that is that is sorted for you. And we've always had this nutrition, go see a nutritionist and they create something for you. But I think we're going deeper mm. in terms of really understanding your microbiome and, and you eating a completely different diet than the person, you know, next to you in your own family, you know. Okay. Another one I found very interesting, actually, um, one of your trends is this whole thing about corporate gifting. Now, I've got a bit of a thing about this because now, do I assume that this is like, you're encouraging any kind of corporate gifting should be of some sustainable form, not all this rubbish that people are handing out. Is that what it's about? Uh, yes, I think so. I tend to go to a lot of events and conferences yeah. and trade shows as part of my job. And, and unfortunately, at these events, 
people want to give something physical yeah. in order to you know create a connection with their brand or their company and that that's a shame um because obviously most of it pens notepads it just comes random swag shelf. rubbish yeah. that you you use for one second and then yeah. you throw out um is is prevalent everywhere. However, I think this is an area where many corporates and uh, companies are going to have to adapt. And so in our trend report, we have that fabulous photo of the branded fruit and vegetables, which mm -hmm. started out as a joke uh, no, by the founder, and then she of... created a huge business out of it. But bully to her, it's fantastic. But you're also going to see things like corporate saying, okay, we're not going to give you a pen or a gift bag. We're going to plant a tree for Absolutely. you. That's we're going to offset sort of thing your that carbon. Exactly. So that's what we are seeing yeah. already starting to happen. You come to an event, part of your event ticket is going to go towards, uh, you know, doing is, something positive for It is very the much a kind of China thing, isn't it, in terms of the whole gifting of presents? Because I know that, you know, my husband's always going to conferences and things, and the number of plaques, the number of things he's come back with. And, and, and it's just, and you just think, Never what should I do with this? And, and honestly, lots of things have ended up in the bin because you don't know what to do with them. And they're and usually made from unsustainable materials. Absolutely. They're not biodegradable. So they're I not think, easily, speaking of end of life. So this kind of awareness has to go. But I think also kind of this this divorcing of the idea that stuff is positive just mm. because it's stuff mm. and this idea I think you know the rise of minimalism decluttering mm. kind of uh, zero waste living I think people are starting to realize that we have too much stuff and we don't need it and yeah. there is this kind of <sighs> I think if one kind corporation nice... can actually take that on board and just say, right, guys, we're not going to give you anything, but we have the amount of money we've spent on that. We've actually dug four wells and we're going to do this. And, and there are companies that are starting to do that. And I tell you, people would appreciate that. Absolutely. You know, and that's absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. Okay, so now you have a, a minute or so to run down any of those other trends that you Well, got. since we just talked very briefly about tree planting and offsetting, I'd like to go into one of my other favorite trends, which is that while we are going to be continuing to travel more, mm -hmm. one of the things we see is flying less and offsetting that travel and this is very much something that we is unique I think we're one of the only ones to, to really talk about this on any trend report because we've really seen a rise in kind of this idea that you are now going to offset your travel there's also something now no in Sweden known as fly scam which is a flight shame Okay. <laughs> yes, it is a movement that shames people for flying too much. And here in Hong Kong, many of us do fly too much. We are so guilty of it. So fly less, try and think about trains, try and think about ways you can get around. You know, if you're if you're within a country, do you need to fly within that country? Or can you look at something alternative? I think Rail is so lovely. It's about looking at other uh, options that are available to you. It might take you another hour or, or half an hour or whatever, but it's actually looking at those. And absolutely. And offsetting your travel. Yeah. That is key. Absolutely. Great. Okay, so what are you up to next? Um, just five oh, seconds. <laughs> we have our Green Queen pop-up concept store happening this week, the very first time we're doing it. Obviously, you can expect only the most conscious, eco-lux, mm. upcycled, recycled, organic brands, all in fashion, lifestyle, and home and beauty. Um, we're really, really excited. We have some amazing vendors and workshops and events happening. And also, we're collecting for Retycle, Rebooked, and Redress. All right. So, all right. Uh, yes, I've had them in on your pre-Chinese New Year, clear that. Come and Bring give it. us uh, what, oh, what you don't want. <laughs> You've covered it all. Listen, Tanali, thank you very much for coming into the 123 show. There's lots to think about there. And they're all things that anyone can do, but really, good luck with everything. Thanks for this great opportunity. So and great to be here. And we can here. go to the website to check out where the store is and stuff and make sure we go and buy something from there. Thank you very much.